Hello everyone. I'm in the garden with Maggie G and this is my second recording of the Cutlery Club Conversations and I'm just as nervous as I was the first time around <laughs> except this time I'm with Maggie yeah. and we're naughty neighbours as well as friends and yeah so it's it's very handy because I've just nipped out of my house nipped a couple of doors up to Maggie and um, I'm going to let Maggie tell you about herself. I'm not going to introduce her. I'm just going to let Maggie introduce herself and tell her, tell us about, you know, what she does. And then I'm going to tell you why I asked her to be a guest today. So over to you, Mags. Oh, my goodness. This is terrifying. Well, um, so I am an interior designer and I'm Isabel's neighbour. And... We are pretty good at coming up with ideas that we just like having fun doing. So I guess this was the one, wasn't yeah. it? Where we just thought this would actually be quite fun. Yeah. Hanging out together and and making an evening really fun and lovely for other people that we would like to go to. Yeah. Don't we? And yeah. with people that we'd like to, we'd be, like with. to be with. Mm. And so I noticed you've gone straight in to the cutlery club, okay, but you're not telling us very much about you. So you've said that you're an interior designer, okay, that's fine. But I want the people that are listening, even if it is just our friends who already know you, but I'm sure there'll be a handful of others, okay. <laughs> yeah, one or two. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, um, who would want to know more about you? Right. So, okay. and then so. I want you to describe this stunning setting before we do the cutlery club oh, thing. That's okay. So kind of you. Okay. So yes, I'm an interior designer. I've been an interior designer for probably since I was about five. <laughs> <laughs> since I could move furniture, <laughs> I was busy bossing my mother around about telling her she had it all wrong about the way that the furniture was arranged in our house and that the colours of the walls were all wrong. And particularly my bedroom needed to be shocking yellow um, as opposed to white yeah so there's lots of interior design going on in fact even when I was poor that I remember making houses out of rugs and chairs ad infinitum wow when I was really really small like that's cute no I know it's quite bizarre really isn't it but anyway so yes I've been always been obsessed by interiors and how they make you feel um, you know and that how uh, yes, it's it's a combination of obviously lots of different things, but I've always been interested about how they make you feel. Mm. And um, so anyway, to before I knew I was going to become an interior designer, I actually went to art college and did sculpture and did do um, installations. Right. Okay. Uh, Which is what your brother Zach does, isn't it? He well, does, he's a, well, he's a lighting installer. Okay. He he creates lighting installations, but I created like to create rooms yeah. that um, had a kind of ambience about them. And so they were, quite, they were quite wacky and they were all about sort of making the, the person consider the light or the experience or the smells or the touches. It was a little bit like just doing an enormous children's game because we were at art college, we were doing all sorts of fun yeah, things. Yeah, that's what college is all about, you, I suppose, well, just you, playing yeah. and having a good time exactly yeah but at the time I didn't really realize I was wanting to be an interior designer I was more thinking about the art the kind of intellectual artistic side of things about how um, art can have an impact on people's feelings and sensibilities and so it sort of came out of that 
being an interior designer. Yeah. Um, because then I realised actually that was interior design. Yeah. And, um, and then I wanted to put it into place where I was actually having an impact on people's lives. Like it was a real thing, not just a, an artistic statement. Right. And so, um, so I went back to college. I'd already got a degree at that point. How old were you at that point? I was... 24. Oh gosh, you were really old. I was ancient, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so 24, went back to do another degree. And where did you do this degree? I went, I was, was it in England. Oh, yeah, because I knew you were in Seattle. Mm. But you did you start, you did your degree in Seattle? I did, did you? my interior design degree in right. Seattle. I did my um, art foundation course in Manchester, actually. Okay. Um, before I went uh, to the States. And yeah, so it was a four-year degree, so it was quite intense. It was quite a lot of stuff mm. to learn, and um, and yeah, ever since then, I suppose I've worked for small companies on a whole. I did work start out life in a big architectural practice, yeah, and worked um, on big cathedrals and auditorium, all sorts of really large projects. But they were they weren't really uh, intimate enough for me. Right. I wanted, okay. I wanted spaces that I could you know create that were yeah. impactful. Yeah. Um, and so then I ended up majoring really in in, in, in residential design because that's what I mostly do now. Um, Quite a journey though. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit. Mm. Right. So that's good because we've got a little bit of background on you. Now tell us about why. Well, you chose it, but I chose it too. This se- this setting to record this podcast. Hmm. Well, it's funny because when we people come to this um garden they uh, they feel oh it feels like a a series of rooms being Mm. in your in your garden maggie and it's like it it really is it's like an interior designer's garden um because of that and so this where we're sitting now is on the terrace bit and it's actually quite enclosed isn't it yeah it's lovely raised beds and there's a little fountain you might be able to hear in the background and it's quite cozy but um, and so at night time I put up, get the candles out, and they're noisy today. The ca- the, the the helicopter. I mean, do you think they know that we're recording I this? And I mean, just bugger off. I, just, <laughs> I know the airways are no longer clear, are they? Well, so you know, I mean, we were always taking a chance, weren't we? Because you do get a lot of sirens no. as well in the background, no. or my dog barking in the garden. That's always another thing that could sabotage the no, whole thing. But. Um, we get the lovely old planes going over as well, yes. don't we? And that's a really Dude. romantic sound, so I love that. I know, and that feels like it fits in perfectly with the feeling that your garden gives me. Yeah, because it's, it's like a little country garden, mm. but it's not. It's in, you know, the suburbs of London. Mm. And, but everything feels kind of cosy and cute. And, and then you've got your beautiful studio there. It, it's it's an amazing setting, and oh, look, your lush tomatoes over there. Your tomatoes are doing well, Max. They're still going. It's amazing. Well, I've had quite a crop off of mine this year, actually. Yeah, only green a few yeah. days ago. and that looks like ragged robin, which is a wildflower. Yeah, well, you know what? Is that ragged robin? I don't know, but you're really good at uh, your. Well, not really. I'm good at birds, but not really flowers. Yeah. But anyway, I mean this is a really lovely setting so i'm i'm glad that we're doing it here but obviously for the listener there are a lot of background noises yeah, i mean look here's one that the listeners might like yeah 
This one is yeah. probably familiar. Yeah. So when I <laughs> arrived, this is a yeah, this is it. Yeah, exactly. When I arrived, Maggie said, "Oh, I've got a good idea," and and I knew exactly what it was going to be. So there it is. You can hear us if you hear us slurping and chinking oh, glasses. That's such that's, healthy that's, vitamin C involved. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're there's orange <laughs> juice in it, so it makes it all okay. <laughs> exactly. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's kickstart first course because you know that I do three courses. So first, second, third, and then if we don't, I mean, really, it should be a half an hour podcast. But Matt and I went to forty-five minutes. Um, so let's let's try and keep it tight. Yeah. Um, if I do this, which the listener can't see, if I do this, it means you're rambling and you need to get on with it, right? <laughs> oh, that's probably going to happen more than once. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, and we can't edit because I don't know how to edit. Okay, so this is just what it is. Absolutely. Okay, so if it all goes belly up, it goes belly up. Okay, so let's kick off the first course, and I'm going to ask you about the Cutlery Club supper, which was the relaunch, and it was the first one beginning of the year, and. Um, you very kindly styled it for me. Now, tell me what your thinking was behind the styling and what mm. led you to doing what you did. Yeah, so we had, that was the, uh, what the evening was called, our happiness evening? Or the, what was the title yeah, of well, the it, evening? Yeah, well, it was Matt from the Happiness Index. Happiness so Index. he was the host and guest speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was so all I about what makes you happy. Was theme, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So that well, was that's how like, you interpreted it, which I thought was great. Yeah. It was. It was a theme because he always asks people on his podcast what makes you happy. Mm. And yeah. his business is about understanding people's happiness in mm. the workplace, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So you and I, well, you found the venue and the venue was quite plain and, and actually it was a lot of grey, wasn't there? And mm. I was thinking, oh, well, it could make this cool, you know, and it'd be all kind of neutrals and that was all that's kind of in at the moment is that rustic chic thing. And uh, I think, oh, you know, people might like that. And then I just thought, yeah, but you know what? When you've got something like the happy, happiness is your theme, you have to remember, I think to myself, well, what makes people happy? What, when do I remember being happy, blah, blah, blah. So I go through this kind of internal dialogue. And I think that often we, um, we forget that the really simple things make us happy. So we remember when we were younger, where we probably were a little less... Um, well, less aware perhaps of all the things that there were out there to the, the sophisticated things out yeah. there that, that made yeah. people happy. Um, people had less money, etc., etc. And so I was thinking, well, you know, I loved it when we were kids and we just kind of got out what was there and, you know, we would make, get qu- quite creative in a sort of boho way that we just put lots of colour together yeah. and candles and scent and... Uh, lovely colour to mm, make lots people. of colour and so yeah. I just layered up colour in the end didn't I yeah so we had being interior design just had loads of odd bits of fabric around and I'm slightly obsessed with tableware like mats and napkins and um and glasses different colour glasses yeah. so I have got quite a collection of yeah. things and I we in the end we I just thought we'll just I'll just put it together slightly um, off the cuff and mm. layer it up with um, all those colours and patterns and once the food was with it on it presented on it I just knew that it would just look like a gorgeous sort of bohemian feast yeah and and I think it kind of was in the end it was well I, what I loved was the fact that it was it was very bold how you 
put it all together, but then it felt very calm in situ. Yes. You know, it kind of seemed really bold with all the bright colours mm. and, and it felt really happy, that table, yeah. visually. Yeah. Um, it definitely, I mean, I was really happy with the way it looked in mm. the end because I thought that it that it complemented the food, it didn't upstage the food. Yeah. It didn't shout, look at me, but it did sort of, it just was wonderfully vibrant. Um, yeah. And you can kind of get away with lots of colour as well when it's dark lighting. We had yeah. very atmospheric lighting. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. And um, and I also just knew that it wasn't going to upstage the people because actually I'm a real, I'm a real I've got a real thing about interiors not being the whole focus. It's got to be so well designed that it almost melts into the background. Right. Okay. You, it sets the tone. Yeah. And that you in, it, it, it's it's it creates an atmosphere of its own and then the people relax and feel good in it and then that's when I've got a successful interior. That's interesting because I suppose that also partly answers my second question which is what other sort of links do you see between interior design and and something like you know a cutlery club supper or a lovely dinner party mm. and I suppose that answers that really you don't you you know you you want it to complement but not overtake and dominate yes, definitely and not intimidate mm. I think it's really important um because we were it, subject was happiness we were we were keeping it very light we didn't want people to feel in um nervous or shy about being there because nobody knew, knew each, each other, other no, they? no exactly so I didn't put it, we didn't put loads of cutlery on the table, no. for instance. It was really just a fork, a small plate, yeah. and a napkin, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, and really it was a, lots of things to help themselves to, yeah. so that, and pots of cutlery, so if they felt they needed a knife or something, then there was one available uh, that they could kind of And it encouraged and people to interact, yes. didn't it? I really liked that, yeah. Yes, so if you've yeah. got a more, I mean, we've talked about this before, when you have a more formal uh, subject matter, yeah. that we would be thinking more um, that people would be more serious perhaps at the table mm. and that that would lend itself to a different styling. Yeah, uh, a different styling. And the venue, obviously, yeah. it was a very relaxed venue. Yeah. And, you know, future ones that, you know, mm. I'm planning obviously can't have at the moment because of um, COVID. But, uh, yeah, different. all the venues will be different. Yeah. yeah. So it will require different styling mm. and a different thought process i suppose yeah, yeah completely That's so fun. so as an interior designer what do what where does your passion come from what do you really love about your job what really kind of gives you that passion and <clears throat> well i suppose that i like things to look pretty yeah. and i think that lots of people really respond to pretty is not the right word actually is it it's um well, Lots pretty is, you know, no, but it's lovely to have things look pretty. You yeah. know, they, pretty, when I think of things looking pretty, I think of things as being soft and welcoming. Yeah. You know, so that, that's, yeah. I mean, so I suppose everybody has a different idea about yeah, what pretty of course. is. Yeah. And I, that's my job is to make people feel uh, comfortable in their surroundings. And okay. I do get uh, great pleasure out of helping people create homes where they at last feel 
at home. So people will often come to me and they just go, oh, I hate my home because I come home from work and I just can't feel comfortable. I can't, I don't feel at home. I don't know what to do to make that feeling. I know that I see other people do it and mm. other interiors where I can feel that yeah. feeling, but I can't get it here. Please help me. And so by the end of the project, we have that for, or I have helped them get there through lots of um, different stages so that they do feel that about their own home. And I feel that they um that people really benefit from that mm. because it gives them a, um a, you know it, it softens their anxiety it yeah. makes them feel they belong somewhere yeah. it gives them well just like even just this space that we're talking about being here how relaxing it is to just sit here yeah so if you love the space you're in you feel anxiety melting away you know mm. you feel comfortable and i suppose homes they're such personal things, and if people can't tap into that, mm. you prize that out of them. Now, mm. how do you prize it out of them? How? Well, I ask lots of questions, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, people often say I um, don't know what they like, but I often find that they do know what they don't like. Right, okay. And so, by process of elimination, we get there. So we start off by questions conversation I don't like this I don't like flowers I don't like red or whatever um, but then gradually as I start to show them things they realize that there are things that they also like that they yeah. didn't really know that they liked or okay. didn't have the courage to say that they liked yeah it. Um, so my my role is slightly the one of a psychotherapist yeah so. it is isn't it because you're trying to get right inside their heads yeah I am I am and I'm trying to give them the, the courage to um, to, to have an opinion about their own tastes, mm. about what they like, uh, that gives them pleasure. Mm. So it's it sounds very um, high-fluting for a mere interior designer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but believe me... You're not really a psychotherapist, <laughs> are you? And we don't know. <laughs> in another life. Well, well actually, thought. one of the things I wanted to know was, in another life, or even in this life, if you weren't an interior designer, what would you be? I'd be an astrologer. An astrologer. Well, I know that you love astrology because we've spoken about it. Mm. So, yeah, I could see you as an astrologer. Mystic Meg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you're far too classy to be Mystic Meg. <laughs> oh, no, she's sun, darling. You're, you're more, you're more Shelley von Strunkel. <laughs> yeah. Where has she gone, by the way? She's, I, I mean, the Sunday Times Star magazine just isn't the same without her. Absolutely. What is it? They haven't even announced that she's gone. She's I just know. gone. They just dropped her. That's it's not right. not no, we not. might need to challenge that. I think so. In fact, yeah. after this, I'm going to tweet them and say, where is Shelley? Frankly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not, it's not right. To. Okay, mm. so um, what stood out for you that night of the Cutlery Club um, supper? What stood out for you and what impression were you left with? Because you've never been to a Cutlery Club supper before. No. Um, so, yeah, what did you come away with? Well, I think that... It always amazes me, Isabel, about how good you are at putting people together in a room that don't... I'm not paying her to say this, I promise. No, you definitely... <coughs> I've gone all husky all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I'm so uh, shy. Um, <laughs> not. <laughs> no, 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 not. <laughs> um, it's no, not a Covid cough either. I was thinking about... You would think you'd want to put lots of people in the same room who were very similar to each other mm. in order to create a kind of happy ambience. Yeah. But actually, you put together people who were really quite different from mm. one another. You know, different ages, 
um, different vocations, different places in life entirely. And we all had the most interesting evening. And mm. you put us roundingly situated, didn't you? Yeah. Round the table. And we all found that we had something in common with the person that we were sitting next to, or yeah. something that piqued their interest, so to speak. Maybe yeah. not necessarily in common. But yeah. you definitely knew that that we would interest one another yeah. in some yeah. way. And I thought that that's always really interesting to me, is when you get um, unexpected happiness, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true, because Matt said the same. Matt said that he actually was thinking, oh, God, I hope it's not going to be one of those nights where... Uh, you just can't wait to get home. You're thinking, God, I could have been in front of the TV yes. with my feet up on the sofa. I know. And obviously you didn't think it was going to be like that, otherwise you wouldn't have agreed to do it. But it's interesting that, you know, you're saying you just get this un- unexpected happiness. Mm. Um, and I think actually, like any dinner party, uh, it is about... Ah, but you see, Matt did talk about... Um data didn't he? He did. A yeah. lot. And that's very interesting to me because you yeah. had done your you had done your data collection. Yeah. You had yeah. assembled the information about the people who were there and you you knew what you were doing. It wasn't randomly done. That's a good point actually, because yeah. it was a bit of data collection. Yeah. I don't sort of view it as data, but it is data. Mm. You're collecting your data like you do with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um yeah. Yeah, de- quite definitely. So I mean I love that uh, discussion about data when, when Matt talked about that because I was thinking that's exactly what I do when I when I question my clients, um, and they all wonder why on earth we're talking about some, you know, where they go on holiday or um, what restaurants they go to, yeah. or whatever. You're taking it all I, in. I'm taking it all in. It's all relevant, mm. and even if I'm just finding out um, I, anything that they actually present in a conversation, I. I know is going to be of use to me when I'm clocking somebody's aesthetic and what 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 their place in life is and you know do they go to Cornwall for their holidays or do they go to the Caribbean all these reference points have they spent time in Australia or have they been mm. living in Scandinavia these are all reference points that you know have been part of their life too yeah and you know that they're going to have influence their aesthetic or their view of the world mm. or the way that people do things so it's it will always come to the fore eventually about how that's going to pl- play its role yeah interesting you'd actually listening to you mags and knowing you the way i do you're such a brilliant listener and I mean, I know that you said astrology, but you'd be a brilliant coach. Or, I think I've said this before, I think you'd be a brilliant therapist. <laughs> because you're such a great... You listen so actively. And I suppose that's this job that has yeah. taught you that skill, that you have to collect that information to be able to analyse and work out what people need and want mm. from an interior's point of view. But it's such a brilliant skill. Um, and it's only a skill that I'm, I'm kind of developing. I think with you it comes a bit more naturally. Okay, we're, we're moving on to second course because um, oh I'm keeping We've a track on time. Good. You and Thank I could just ramble on all, all afternoon into the evening, polish off a few bottles of Prosecco <laughs> along <laughs> don't, the way. Don't, don't, don't encourage us. <laughs> Okay, so um, if you could, how important, so I've, I've got here, how important do you think interior design is 
to the overall dining experience. And you have said that you think it shouldn't overtake things. But let's think about restaurants now, because Mm. you and I have worked on a couple of commercial projects before, and they were very interesting and uh, challenging in their own way, but me on the marketing side and the copywriting and you as the interior designer. Mm. Um, But we we were very compatible doing that. Yeah, we were. You know, so... It was, it was great because it, it felt really natural to me working alongside you on those. But how important do you think interior design is in a restaurant concept? Oh, I think it's really important. Right. I think that people go out to dinner now to have that experience yeah. more and more. Yeah. And, I mean, we've become so sophisticated, haven't mm, we, about we have. our expectations yeah, now. Yeah, we really but have. it's an absolute must. Mm. for anybody who's in the restaurant trade so but I I'm, I'm I hate it when the practicalities haven't been sorted out like there aren't enough that the chairs are uncomfortable or they're not mm. the right height or um, there's not enough negative space for people to move around in and that yeah. you're bumping into each other all the time or you're uncomfortable um, so <laughs> a bit of a nightmare to go out with because I think <laughs> we're all God, they should have done this should have <laughs> My children hate me. <laughs> I'm much more polite with my friends. But I'm not quite so polite with them. Well, I'm the same with menus. So I yes. will proofread a menu the minute I sit down. And if there's spelling mistakes, typos, I get really irritated. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. This really doesn't reflect very well. It's different if it's a little family-owned business and everyone's Italian speaking. Yes. and they, You know, then you kind of forgive it. But if it's, you know, a chic place and they've put a lot of money into the design and, you know, they've made everything look beautiful, and the staff are crap or they just look pretty and the service isn't delivered well Mm. and you've got typo I just I find that kind Mm. of almost I wouldn't say inexcusable but kind of well I always you know when we have worked on restaurant projects together I have always said you know it doesn't matter how beautiful the interior is if you don't get the food right and the yeah, staff right, exactly. you just it's never going to go anyway. So there are elements that have to all really work together. Yeah, they've got to all be there, haven't they? But you're right with the interiors. I love it when I go somewhere and it just looks beautiful. Mm. But like you said, not intimidating. Mm. I don't like to go anywhere that's so beautiful that it is intimidating and it takes over the experience. Yeah. I mean, actually, even the very high-end places now are getting a lot better. Like they that. are. They're much more uh, sensitive to, to making people feel uh, at home. But, you know, because they know that essentially that's going to encourage people to stay longer. So mm. it's a business decision as much as a yeah. anything else. Where did we go before lockdown? We went to the Standard in King's Cross. And what was it? Was it Decimo? At the top, it was. Yes. It was Decimo. They've yes. just reopened, actually. Have they? And um, yeah, what yeah. did you think? Because you really liked. We loved the interiors yeah, of the standard. Full yeah. stop, didn't we? But you really liked Decimo. I liked the feel of it actually, because mm. I thought it. I really liked the fact that it was really trying to be a kind of sexy den, seventies yeah. den. It did feel that like yeah. that, didn't it? It had yeah. that lovely seventies kind of vibe. Slightly naughty, yeah. slightly, yeah. slightly kind of mafia. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine some. You know, yeah. some dealings being done. I think there was a bit of that going on. <laughs> we we were in, we were in a different scenario well, altogether, we weren't, weren't we? Weren't <laughs> doing, doing the, overtaking the universe like they might have been. But um, so yeah, I loved that because it was it was felt almost like a state um, a film set. Didn't yeah, it, it did. Was very yeah. um, 
Yeah, it was. It was sexy. I really liked that. Okay. Right. So, um, what piece of advice, if, if you were going to offer a restaurateur um, that was potentially working um, like a new, on a new concept mm. and they were trying to cut costs and mm. thinking, oh, you know, oh, I've got a bit of design experience. I can do this. I can bring this together. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, thinking that they would bring the scheme, the interior scheme together themselves. Yeah. Okay. Mm. What piece of advice, one piece of advice would you give them? Mm. Gosh, that's a very good question, isn't it? Well, or would you just tell them not to do it themselves? Do you know what? I get lots of people who who are really creative, um, who have lots of really good ideas, and mm. then they kind of get stuck because mm. they've got almost too many ideas. Yeah, and they've been onto Pinterest and they've just come up with these all. Sorts. I'm like that. Yeah, you yeah. see, I'm always amazed about how creative people are. Actually. Yeah, um, what they are less able to do, and perhaps where I can help them is edit. Yeah, so. I will come in and go, that's a good idea because it's going to cost you tuppence halfpenny, and if that's what your budget is. Or I'm just really good at sifting through their Pinterest board right. very quickly and go, right, that's impractical, that is not, that's brilliant, that's rubbish idea, and I can cut to the chase. Yeah. So in fact, I would always encourage people who have got their own businesses like you described to do loads of research, fantastic, get loads of information, ideas, mm. And then bring somebody like me in to uh, be a sounding board and to be the, the editor. Right. Like okay, you. yeah. And, yeah. To, and to, 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 to start, I always like to map the energy of being on a road map. Because once I can put you on the path and go, right, this is the path, and I highlight, get the highlighter out, then, then people can often if they are creative, can often navigate it themselves. Right. I mean, it's never as good as if I was doing it. Of course it. it's not. It can't be, can it? Otherwise, you wouldn't have no. a job. Oh, thank God, because it does worry me sometimes. And people go, oh, God, they're going to do a really brilliant interior. It's going to be much better than me. I've done a four-year degree and 25 years to interior design. It's going to put me to shame. But anyway, luckily, you're lucky. Um, but they won't think of the things that you would think of. And functionality. I mean, it amazes me how many restaurateurs, right, will not think about the practicalities of running a restaurant and how the design has to, yeah. you know, meet that functionality. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, and when you've worked in it, exactly, how they navigate the space. And yeah. when you're on the floor and you're working that space, my God, is that important? Yeah. For the flow yeah. of service for everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think you have that knowledge, whereas they don't always have that knowledge. No. And things like lighting as well. You know, that's I remember you saying to me how important lighting is, and how many people get that wrong. Yeah, but you see, I, I also think, um, you know, I do think that my job is sort of to empower people too and i i more and more think of myself as a bit like a personal Ooh. coach or something well, was that an apple I just fell off the tree squirrel throwing his nuts at us yes yeah. <laughs> um and once i get them onto the right path and and actually help them to understand the elements of interior design and how they work right. in their space that we're working on. Okay. Actually, they can do a pretty good job of um, of doing a lot of it themselves. 
and often I will come back as a sort of consultant right to keep them on track yeah so I've done that more than once yeah and maybe they'll do without me for six months this is often with um, well different types of jobs yeah commercial of course yeah and they'll go oh Max you know we feel like we've lost our way again can you just put us back on the path and uh, so I'm like yeah you're right you know we need to ditch that we need to just t- do some tweaking and yeah. so then we're back again to it being a tighter ship yeah and so that's because it, oh, quite god that squirrel's really going for it's, it it is a hazelnut tree so that it, oh is, is it yeah it is Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the, yeah, the squirrel always, always gets some. He's having a great time, isn't he? Yeah. Good luck to him. Mm. Um, right, okay. So, um, and before we move on to the third course, okay, which restaurant design would you have loved to have put your name to? Because I see a lot of places that I would put your name to that I would say, God, that's Maggie. That's a Maggie design, like the pig and places like that. That's kind of got your name written all over it. But is there one like that or a chain like that that you think, God, I wish that was, I wish I'd done that because that's me? Well, the pig is, is definitely me. Yeah. Actually, um, I have had an affinity with that design. Mm when they first opened and yeah. it's always been I think a real model of, of a place where people can feel chic at the same time as being completely homely, homey yeah. and yeah. Uh, just relaxed and cool but English and slightly yeah. slobby at the same yeah. time it was a mixture of all things kind of quintessentially yeah. Um, English yeah. and I absolutely love the pig yeah. um, but you know I obviously like places that are very swanky and cool too because like you know if you go into the Dorchester and you go into their bar and it's just amazing yeah and it's so cool yeah and there's nothing like yeah. that that too. feeling that yeah feeling. yeah okay all right so third course which um is a little bit more foodie now okay um tell me about <laughs> I've got to stop laughing name one of your most memorable meals <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm, I'm almost frightened to ask. <laughs> oh, well, there is only one memorable meal. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It literally, I do tell this story many times over. But yeah, the memorable meal was going to be a swami with you, Isabel. When we first that was one of the first times. We, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. And that was an amazing meal. God, it was so gorgeous. It so, for anyone that didn't hear that, Vera Swami... Um, Viraswami is the oldest, one of the oldest, if not the oldest Indian restaurant in London. And it's on Regent Street um, where, it, where it joins Swallow Street, mm, right. which is one of my favourite places, actually, because you've got other favourites of mine, Bentleys, and you've got a great gal show there. Yeah. Um, and it's a gorgeous little swat. The Swallow Street's gorgeous. Yeah, and the entrance so to Viraswami is, I mean, that threw us, didn't it, when we went in there? Yeah. Because we went in that little lift and yes. it was kind of like, oh. <laughs> know, it felt like it was going to break down. Yeah. Um, and minute. Mm. But yes, yeah, so Via is on the first floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it looks out onto Regent Street. Really kind of weird place. You yeah. Think that it would, yeah. I never imagine it would be. It's very beautiful, isn't mm. it? It is. But, um, yes, it, amazing street food with those puris where um, they just arrive, these big blown up puffer fish oh, and then you God. open it and it splurts out oh it was food. fantastic yeah, wasn't it it was 
Yes, and you, <laughs> you were doing a review. I was writing you? a review. And yeah. you had, you were sort of requested, I think, to to try as many of the dishes as you could on the menu to get a broad Did idea. they know that I was reviewing? Because I, I felt like they just kept buying us with food. No, and you were so flabbergasted <laughs> at how much I could eat. <laughs> and I couldn't stop eating. Yeah, I know. You were... You were an extraordinary sight to behold. And you are, if anybody doesn't know Isabel, she's very slight and, and just just lovely. And I'm slim. really slim with no. a really huge belly. No, you don't. <laughs> anyway, so where, where yeah. you put it? Nobody no, but it was it. an outstanding meal, wasn't yeah, it? it really was. Yeah, it yeah. was wonderful. Okay, great. All right, so um, these are fairly quick, these questions now. If yeah. you were planning an overnight stay somewhere that combined style with substance, where do you think that would be? Which which hotel? Yeah, hotel or, you know, it needs to be. Or would it be like a little, you know, guest house that does amazing food? I don't know. Is there anywhere that you can think of? Well, I mean, I I always go back to the pig because the pig is always set in a rural place setting where you can go out for beautiful walks. And so you can um, go to the coast... Mm. A new one in Harlem Bay, or yeah. you can go to Studland. They're all in really gorgeous places, so that you get to go out into nature and yeah. you come back to the kind of civilization of a really beautiful um, restaurant or a well-appointed bar. Really beautiful, comfortable beds, so you get this wonderful mixture of both. Yeah, and the gar- you can go wandering around the walled garden and look at all the vegetables. I know it's um, great. So for me, I mean, it's it's. Be- Maybe it's a bit of a cliche now, but I do love the mixture of... of I would say the same, I think. Would you? Yeah, mm, I love it. Their gardens are great, you know, all the, and I love their Bloody Marys. They, they've got the best oh, Bloody yes. Mary mix. Yeah, I think the whole experience yeah. is just lush. Mm. I love it. Mm. Okay. Um, what's your favourite dish to make? A dish to make? Well, at the moment, it's a recipe that I got off the in, uh, Instagram that's done by Julius at Telltale telltale farms do you know him no oh he's just a lovely guy who Is he? has um his own farm and animals and he what's his name julius i think it's julius roberts and it's telltale farms telltale farms right okay and he it's a good plug julius oh, gosh, it's, it, it's when we hit a million million <laughs> <laughs> listeners yes, okay. just all down to yeah. us, okay nothing <laughs> 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 to do with your blood sweat and tears and your very good cooking um, yeah, so he, he does cook uh, beautiful food as well. He's obviously really talented and at all things. Um, anyway, so now and again he'll put... A recipe, a recipe on. Okay, I must follow him, yeah. yeah and what, what is this recipe that so you love? this is a pasta uh, meal because it's easy to make. And it's courgettes, grated courgettes. And uh, it's got lemon zest and... Mm. Oh, yes, it's... Um, I like a combo of uh, lemon and courgette. Yes, it mm. works really well, doesn't it? And I've got some of my own homegrown round courgettes at the moment. Ah. Have you ever grown a round courgette? No. I didn't even know they existed. No, they Val told me. Extraordinary. The dog's eaten one of them, but... Um, Do they cut like an avocado? Are they really soft? Uh, no. no. Well, they're kind of soft. There's, yeah, I mean... No, but it's like buttery. Like yeah. No, 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 no. It's no, no. still like a courgette, right. just round. <laughs> still, the same, still the same <laughs> texture inside, Max. Just a different shape. Not yeah, an like avocado. A, like us all, like when we've had too much. Yeah, exactly. It's the same, but very different at the same time. All right. How do you rate yourself as a cook? Oh, gosh. I 
sometimes I'm really good cook and then sometimes I am just not that bothered so I'll just do something like a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> nothing wrong with that I am just so not so you're inconsistent I'm then totally inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well I can still say that every time oh. I've eaten here it's always been delicious and I think you make brilliant otolenghi style salads yeah, I, love sal- I like so you're colors. great at salads and otolenghi salad and you you always cook things that that aren't over complicated but de- really deliver on flavour. I still cook that lovely um, uh, mackerel um, and potatoes yeah, salad that you recipe. get, which is really nice, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so look, we are on 40 minutes. I mean, miracle, really. I, that, I, I feel like that should be two hours and 40 minutes. I mean, if we carry on, it will be, so we need to wrap this up. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up with a food fight. Okay. Okay. So take a deep breath. I don't want any dilly dallying. Okay. Sausage rolls or scotch egg? (laughs) Got to be sausage rolls. Really? Gosh, Mm. you surprised me. Champagne or cocktails? No question. It has to be champagne. (laughs) No, literally no. Really? Oh, right. Okay. Right. Next time you come over, I won't make you margarita. I'll make you a glass of champagne. There is an exception, margaritas. Yeah. Okay. Red wine and chocolate or red wine and cheese? Red wine and cheese. Okay. Alfresco lunch or sexy basement dinner? This could be alfresco lunch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think as you get older, you just like lunches more. You've got more time to digest. (laughs) Go to bed early. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of being in the sunshine always. Give me the sunshine Oh, absolutely. Eating outside. You feel like you're in the Mediterranean, even if you're not. Okay. Mm. And uh, takeaway, pizza or Indian? Indian. Indian. Yeah. It's got to be Indian. Yeah, the pizza's... And we've got quite a good little one yeah, around the corner do. now. Really yeah, thing. lovely. Yeah. Mags, that's it. We've managed, we've pulled it in under 45 minutes, um, which is which is an achievement. Yes. I mean, half the people may have fallen asleep or tuned out. <laughs> what do we care? We've had a really nice time. We have. And we will continue to do so when I stop the recording. Okay, so that's all that's left for me to say is thank you to Maggie Greening thank you um, so much and the that. brilliant Maggie G. So if you want to follow Maggie on Instagram, what's your um, Instagram? Is it Maggie Greening or is it Maggie G? It's, you have got Maggie G for yes, your own. Yes, Maggie G is one and then the other one is MG Interior Design. MG Interior Design. Mm. Brilliant. Thanks, Mags. Yeah, it's been Lovely. A okay, over and out. <laughs>